0: Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back guys, on today's show I have the privilege of chatting to Natalie, a woman I personally get daily inspiration from, about her two empowering births. Her first son she birthed at home with the support of a private midwife and although that experience was empowering, she looks back and can recognise moments of fear and stress throughout her pregnancy and birth. Two weeks into her pregnancy with her second child, she stumbled across a free birthing video that ignited her innate intuition and forged the path ahead of her to free birth her second son, Oki. We chat about clear boundaries she put in place to protect her mental space and how she dealt with any fears that arose before she free birthed her son at home. Enjoy this episode, guys. Thank you so much for coming on today's show. I'm so grateful to have you on.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Do you
0: want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're living and who's in your family?
1: Sure. So um, right now we're actually in WA visiting family, but we normally live on the Sunshine Coast. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, my family consists of me, my partner, Zach, our three-year-old, Talo, and our Ten-month-old Oki, um, who are, they're both boys, and um, yeah, we we live on the sunny coast. And <clears throat> prior to living in the Sunshine Coast, we um, when I was pregnant with my second son, we lived in our bus. And before the pregnancy as well. So we had decked out a bus and travelled around Australia with um, our now three-year-old. What's that like? It was so amazing. It was like the greatest experience that we could ever have, especially um, once once I was pregnant again. Um, Yeah, it was so beautiful. And then once we had our second child we were just like yeah no like the bus is too small and Uh we just needed to
0: ground a bit so yeah okay so you're grounding at the moment will you ever go back in the bus do you think
1: we actually sold that particular bus we'd love to get a bigger bus or a caravan yeah yeah and deck it out and do smaller trips but I don't think um at this I don't think at this stage in life we'll you know go Mm -hmm. go for a year and a half in it it's pretty it's so beautiful but it's um, there are you know it's yeah. challenging at times as yeah well.
0: which is life in general I guess
1: <laughs> totally yeah
0: so did you plan your pregnancies with the boys
1: yes I did um, with Tallow, we were actually traveling um, we were in India when we fell pregnant with him it was like very much planned yeah. um, but so the month before conceiving him we had really tried and then I had got my period and then Mm -hmm. um that particular month I was kind of a little bit shocked that we'd fallen pregnant because we hadn't really tried so much so it's just Mm -hmm. funny how that happened but it was definitely a conscious decision and then with Oki um yeah there was definitely like some ceremony around that Mm -hmm. and yeah he came to us the first like point in trying so
0: and what was your pregnancy like with the boys
1: they were very different because mm-hmm. we were in completely we were in WA for we came back to Western Australia to have tallow and mm-hmm. then we were we were traveling in the bus with Oki and we were in the um, predominantly in Queensland, which is <laughs> um, much more like my vibe I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between Western Australia and Queensland for me with like um, the heat and the uh, just like the weather yeah. It's something that really affects me, so I feel like I struggled a little bit more with Tallow, who was born in winter, um, and just having like a really dry summer in Western Australia, and then having um, the winter where I like didn't really want to leave. We we're living in a part in an apartment in the t- at the time, to then having Oki being completely free, um, pretty much having him having his pregnancy, like. Throughout a whole, like I skipped winter because we went up to tropical North Queensland and we were just so like wild and free and out in yeah. nature every single day. So they were so, they were very different um, in kind of surroundings, but mm-hmm. they were both really easy pregnancies, um, really straightforward mm-hmm. Um, but definitely with Okies, I just felt such a sense of freedom because I also didn't have any medical care. Mm-hmm. I had completely freed myself from that system. So it was, there was no one else but like me and my baby and my family. And it was just so like liberating to go through that. Um, yeah. So those were like the main differences.
0: Yeah. Okay. So was your birth with Telo in the medical system?
1: I had a home birth with him. Oh, beautiful. But, yeah. But I was a part of, in Western, I know that. I don't know how many there are around Australia, but there is one in Western Australia, a government funded program in the Perth area and mm-hmm. sorry, a government funded home birth program.
0: So, oh, cool.
1: um, yeah, so you, it's kind of like you get a private midwife, but through the government, like the midwife that they give you stays with you the whole pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, but because you're with a government funded program, you have to tick all these boxes and go to all these different, you know, so it was, um, and because I had such a straightforward pregnancy, you would think it was exactly that just straightforward, but there was still so much stress around meeting the, like having the right iron levels. And I had to go into the closest hospital at one point, I think I was around 30 weeks, um, to meet the doctors in case I got transferred and so there was still for me there was a lot of stress and a lot of fear based around it I'm so grateful that we had a very radical mid home birth midwife who just was so hands-off and you know we um I labored in the apartment by my or with, with my partner Zach mm-hmm. and she came um once when we just wanted to kind of I mean it was my first experience in labor and we weren't sure how far along I was. So she came Mm -hmm. and then she ended up leaving and then she came back, you know, Mm -hmm. like an hour or two hours before I actually birthed. And she just sat in the corner um, writing, you know, just filling out some forms Mm -hmm. and left me and Zach to it until I then actually birthed um, Tallow. And then she was kind of behind me and caught him because I was holding on to Zach and handed him over to me. So, it was really gentle and beautiful and soft but still there was I felt like when I look back on it now there was a lot of there was still lots of scans and all those things that I felt intuitively were things that I didn't want to get and I didn't need to get Mm -hmm. um but I at the time I you know Mm -hmm. hadn't done the work that I had done now on money and that kind of stuff and so I didn't want to pay for a completely like a private midwife and so then when I when I birthed Tallow, it was like two weeks later, and I came across a woman's story on Instagram of how she had free birthed her child.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I read this story, and I was like, "That, like, that's essentially what I what I could have done." Yeah. And it just kind of blew my mind because for the for the first time, I was like. I could have had no one there yeah like why didn't I think of that myself um and so that was yeah kind of the journey with tallow's pregnancy and then that was when I got introduced to free birth which was just so yeah wild to me that I'd never considered yeah maybe I maybe I can just do this by yourself myself yeah
0: yeah did you have anyone around you that had a home birth yeah so Zach's Um, my partner's
1: mum has four children and three of them were home births. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was very much the path that we were going to go. Like, I don't even know. I hadn't even, my mum didn't have any, you know, my mum had hospital, natural hospital births, Mm -hmm. but even before I met Zach, I don't even really know whether really where the concept of kind of home birth came Mm. like for me, but Mm -hmm. It was something that me and Zach spoke about very quickly in our relationship, and we were both like, "Yeah, we're going to have home births when
0: that time comes." Mm-hmm. So nice to be on the same page straight away, as well. Yeah. So once you had decided that you're going to free birth with Oki, yes. Did you have any fears come up that oh, you totally. had to work through? Totally. I mean, I think that's
1: you know, there's when you make those types of decisions. So I remember like Tallow was three months old and at that time we were actually driving across Australia to move to the Sunshine Coast mm-hmm. and we would just, me and Zach, like Tallow would fall asleep in the car and me and Zach would spend hours just listening to fr- like free birth stories on different podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even when Tallow was like three months old, we were like, so that's that's where we're going to go the next, yeah. the next time we have a baby. Like from the beginning, I always knew that that was going to, that was going to be the way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then when we landed in the sunny coast, we made a few really good friends, um, in the area and they fell, a couple of them fell pregnant with their second child and they had free births themselves. And so we were surrounding ourselves in that kind of community. And, um, I was really immersing myself with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when, yeah, the time came to, you know, try to um, have the conversation. Are we going to start trying to conceive? And then once we had conceived, it was just that was it. I think the most mainstream, I, mainstream thing I did was take a pregnancy test. It was just like it was always going to be that way. And yeah. um, definitely like I had stuff to work through. And mm-hmm. I think it wasn't actually a whole lot. Um, I've worked through some stuff maybe in the first like four or five months of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I worked through some, um, yeah, some fears and then mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed th- the pregnancy. Yeah. And then it was like two weeks before I, um, was to give birth and a few fears started arising and I was like, what is okay. this stuff? Like, I feel like I've, I've worked through everything um but those fears that were coming up i very quickly recognized were not they didn't belong to me they were they were coming up out of like resolve of what people had said to me throughout my pregnancy and they had put their fear in me so they were saying um you know they'd say like what's an example um like they'd warn me about how they had placenta privia and so when you have placenta privia you have to get a cesarean otherwise you bleed out and so then these thoughts would start coming to me that weren't specifically like, oh, I could have placenta previa, yeah. but something to do with the placenta and is the baby. And then when I sunk deeper into that, I was like, that fear is coming from this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that doesn't actually belong to me. Like those aren't actually my 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 beliefs and my thoughts. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, definitely I I feel like I'm a very strong um woman and so my family and Zach's family um at this point in time knew not to get a whole lot like very involved if they disagreed or whatever because they just knew that if that was going to be how they reacted then they wouldn't be a part of our lives at that stage because I just wasn't going to put up with it you know like I made that I made the boundaries very clear that Mm. of what they were and I think there was one time um where you know, we kind of had this big conversation with Zach's mum and it's kind of kept – like, the canvas, The conversation kept – like, it went on for too long and mm-hmm. I could have just – you know, I wasn't strong enough in that moment to be like, look, you just need to trust us and, like, that's the end of the story. Like, we don't need to talk about it anymore. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: – so there, that – and that was probably when I was about 30 weeks as well. So that that experience was – it showed me to – that I needed, didn't need to like dabble and try and try to, um, you know, like make sense of it for them. Yeah. They were, as I said, you know, like we, we live a very, like a very against the grain life. And Mm -hmm. so they, they, they all know it wasn't a surprise to them that we were going to do something like that. And Mm -hmm. we'd spoken about it before we, before we'd even fallen pregnant again. So, um, it wasn't like a huge shock, but I, I definitely feel for, um, women that, Decide to kind of take this path, and I can imagine yeah. would get a much a much larger you know uproar than what we did. So
0: mm, yeah, yeah. So what types of things did you do to work through those fears? Just for anyone that's listening that is considering taking this pathway to birth their baby. Totally. Um, I think the thing that helped me the most in the last few days before Oki
1: was born, which was when mm-hmm. I was really, um, I that was when I was dealing with the backlash of what you know, things that are little things that people had said throughout the pregnancy that I in the moment I really didn't think had affected me. Yeah. And then, you know, right before I gave birth, I was really feeling them come up and I was like, okay, like I need to work through these. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, I think for me it was recognising that those opinions and thoughts and beliefs yet yeah, didn't belong to me. Yeah. Um, so important. So important. Because all the time, like in, constantly we're, we're, we're fed all these different yeah. opinions and, and it's hard not to, it, like it takes so much work to really recognise which ones are ours and which ones are someone else's. Yeah, so true. So that was really big um, in really recognising that. And mm-hmm. then I think the biggest thing that helped me was specifically on – like the day before Oki was, uh, I went into, the day before I went into labor, Zach and Talo went out and I sat down and wrote down every, like, I was like, I'm just going to sit down and see what comes out. I'm just going to sit down and write down all the little things that I don't even know are there. I'm just going to write. And so, as i was writing all these little really ridiculous things that as i you know i knew didn't belong to me all these all these thoughts everything i just let myself write them all out mm-hmm. so they all came out and i reread them and i just sat there and laughed because they were so ridiculous you know these little fears that i knew i knew were just so far from what i what i believe And so I ripped out the page and I went outside and I had a little ceremony and I burnt the page Mm -hmm. and I said something like, I return these thoughts to their owners. Love it. And that was like, that was so powerful after the page had burnt. I literally, I've never experienced a feeling like that where like, it sounds so corny, but literally I felt like a weight had been
0: lifted from me.
1: And the next day, the next morning, I went into labor.
0: Oh, of course, because you've released that fear. Yeah,
1: and it was totally like, it was totally okay, like prodding and being like, "You got to do this before I come." Like, um, and then I want to say, I think the other thing, um, I think the other thing that really helped me within this pregnancy around fear and all that kind of stuff and other people's fear is like trusting my intuition. And I was in such a heightened state in that pregnancy because we were all together living our dream like traveling in our bus in nature all the time at beautiful waterfalls by the ocean I know that not everyone can have that reality when they're pregnant but I think it goes to show how connected I was to nature yeah and therefore to myself and therefore to my baby and to the cyclical nature of birthing a baby mm. and that was so powerful in um In my journey in trusting that whether you're free birthing, whether you're home birthing, whether you're having a hospital birth, like being in nature and surrendering and tapping into your intuition is like the most powerful thing that you can do. I mean, like that's what pregnancy and birth is all about. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And how was your birth? It was (laughs) (laughs)
0: like the
1: most insanely like exquisite experience of my life
0: it was so incredible yeah do you want to take us to that first sign of labor
1: yeah so so the reason why I ended up writing down like deciding to have that little ceremony was because from my calculation I was about 40 weeks and two days on the day that I wrote I wrote down that stuff mm-hmm. and I was like saying to Zach like I feel like, this baby is ready why isn't he coming or why isn't she like why aren't they coming mm-hmm. i feel like i should be in labor you know like it was like this deep knowing that i had like something was stopping Oki from yeah from, from, from us from me from going into labor
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um so anyway then i did that ceremony and then the next morning we went to this really beautiful beach that we hadn't actually been to before. And it's like a bit of a hike to get, not, it was a bit of a, bit of a hike for me at 40 weeks to get yeah. there. And I was like, I'm going to get on this beach and like dance and run and swim this baby out. Mm-hmm. So Talo and Zach went in the ocean and I was like, I'm just going to walk to the end of the beach and back. And I just like ran as much as I could and like danced and just like moved my body. How We were the only ones on the beach and um I got back to Zack and Talo and I was just like feeling so good. And then we went home and it was about lunchtime. And we got home and I got into the kitchen and I wasn't even that hungry. And I just started like frantically making food. And Zach was like looking at me and he's like, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just need to eat. And he was like, Okay, but you're doing it like we're going somewhere like we're not (laughs) we're not going anywhere like you have time and I was like no 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 I just I need to cook and I need to eat and I think I even said something like before I go into labor and Zach was like okay (laughs) 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 and then as I was eating I started feeling these like period pain like cramps Mm -hmm. and I told Zach and I was like oh this is interesting like nothing too crazy um and then about maybe 40 minutes after I'd eaten, they were getting more progressive and a little bit more painful, but still not painful enough for me to, you know, do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I, tu- I said to Zach, um, so our support that was going to be there um, mainly to make sure that Talo was okay was going to be one of our best friends, um, Haley. Mm-hmm. And so she lives we were living in Northern New South Wales at the time, um, and she was about three hours away from us. And I turned to, to Zach and I was like, "I think you should call Haley." And he was like, "Nah, like, no, I don't think you're really in labor. That's, you know, it could just be Braxton Hicks." Like, and I was like, "No, no, no, I think you should just call Haley and just let her know because she's three hours away, and yeah, just let her know." Okay. And so he called her, and Haley was so ecstatic. She's like, "Can I come?" And Zach was like, "But what if?" Nat's not actually in labor. And she's like, I don't care. I'm coming. (laughs) And he got off the phone. And literally, the second he got off the phone, I like, Mm. like, had to fully crouch down on the ground and like roar my way through a a contraction. And after it ended, we just looked at each other and he was like, Okay,
0: it's a good thing he's coming. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. So that was, that was it. That was, yeah.
0: You were on. It was happening. I was on
1: yeah and yeah.
0: what techniques do you use during labor what are your go-to like do you breathe through it yeah
1: the two labors were so different were they? I think there was yeah there was a lot of like resistance with tallow and mm-hmm. a lot of um, like a lot more emotion I just I I, oh. I mean you know you go through so you, <laughs> every time you give birth as I'm sure you know you go through like so many inward journeys yeah. and yeah um, with tallow, it was really, like, a lot of shedding and letting go. And mm-hmm. with Oki, it was a lot, like, I was a lot more mobile. I could, I was able to walk around and move. Um, I was a lot more inward with tallow, like, a lot more. Right, okay. Um, even though, def- and definitely towards the end of Oki's um, labour, I was, you know, I went much more in then. But at the mm-hmm. for the first, like, few hours, it was really kind of fun and I wanted to make sure I was moving around and just kind of, like, jumping up and down, I knew the best thing for a woman in labor was to kind of move, and I wasn't able to do that during Talo's pregnancy – Um, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Talo's labor and birth. So I really wanted to – I really, like, worked throughout Oki's pregnancy to manifest exactly how I wanted to be in labor, yeah. which was moving around until, you know, you got to a certain point and being a little bit more present with, um, like, talking with Zach and with Tao and – all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that was what, I mean, I was only in, from start to finish, it was six hours with um, Oki. Wow. So the first three hours was kind of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Talo went to the next door neighbours and played with the kids for a couple of hours so Zach could be with me. Mm-hmm. And then by the time Talo got back and Hayley arrived, the sun was setting um we lived like out in the bush at this time and it was just like so magical wow. um like the lighting and everything it was <laughs> oh, yeah it was gosh. so beautiful
0: yeah
1: um and then when Hayley arrived I had like a huge release like I saw her and she walked in and I rem- I remember she just looked like an angel oh. um she had like these floaty white pants on and I just oh. saw her and like burst into tears and
0: so beautiful
1: I was just so happy that she was there and I think because it was getting, I was getting, it was getting much more intense for me and I could, I could tell that Zach was like, Nat needs me, but Tallow needs me. And
0: yeah.
1: Trying to stretch, you know, too far. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was such a relief when she got there and then um, that was also a really new experience for me in labor to have a woman by my side, literally from the moment she got there till Oki was born and, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that she was gonna come and she was gonna be with Tallow and Zach was gonna be with me. Um, but it was kind of like Tallow really needed Zach.
0: Yeah.
1: And I really needed Hayley. And so she just like held me and held the space for me that whole you know, for the next three hours. It's sisterhood. Yeah. It's nothing like it. Yeah. yeah. It was just like nothing I'd ever experienced before. And then we'd set up the birth pool and the birth pool was full mm-hmm. and we were in this little cottage that we had rented and the birth pool was on the other side of the house of where I was um Laboring on the um, what do you call those like the exercise ball? Yeah, and it was, took so much for me at this point to get up and walk over to the pool, and then I kind of collapsed next to it through a contraction, and I never even made it into the pool. I just stayed there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so that was the plan because it was so. That's where tallow was born in the in the birth pool, um, which was amazing. But I I look at the two children, like my two children, and Oki definitely what he has given us this year is like complete like groundedness and I feel like tallow is a lot more airy and a lot more floaty and Mm -hmm. that's what that's what our first few years of parenthood with him was Mm -hmm. so it's funny how that happens
0: yeah translates into their little personalities yeah so was your mindset just to surrender in that moment Uh, once you realized you weren't having a water birth
1: like, I don't know how long I was next to the pool. Like, it was at least 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. I'm not sure I'd have to ask Hayley that, actually. But I guess I just wasn't really thinking about it. Like, I was beside the pool and I was like, I just couldn't. By this point, at this point, the contractions were, like, really strong. Like, I think I had the intention of getting in the pool. yeah. But then I remember thinking to myself, like, Nat, it doesn't have to look that way yeah it doesn't have to just because it you know like it doesn't have to look that way so that i think from that point i was just like well if i get in the pool i get in the pool if mm-hmm. i don't then i i don't and um it was getting late now like it was so i went into late i the first like real strong contraction happened happened at two and then like two in the afternoon so by this time it was you know eight o'clock at night and tallow was in the sling with zach Um, and he was so sweet. Like when I was just before he got in the sling, he was by my side, like stroking my back and he had his trucks and he was riding them up, my up and down my back and my (laughs) arms.
0: Yeah. He was so sweet. So there was no fear from
1: him at all. There was one point where I didn't realize he was in front of me and I was roaring through a (laughs) contraction and I looked up and I saw towel and he we like locked eyes and it was my fear that he got afraid of like mm-hmm. I looked at him and I was like Zach why aren't you next to him
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because I was like roaring and in this real my eyes must have looked like wild he yes. just burst into tears <laughs> and then I was and then I started crying I was like Zach like he needs you and I think Zach was getting a glass of, me, a glass of water or something and mm-hmm. so he came and so that was the only time that um, that happened, mm-hmm. like something like that happened. And then, but yeah, then, it you know, as it got later, Zach didn't want to go and put Tao to bed and kind of miss out. So we put, just put him in the sling in the carrier. Yeah. And um, Halo was going, eventually fell asleep. But then when Zach put him down, because I was in the next room going through contractions, he kept waking up. And mm-hmm. so then it came to the point where I felt down and I could feel his head crowning and I said to Hayley like the baby's crowning and she kind of you know I could hear in her voice she was like yeah okay whatever now because it hadn't been very long
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she was like okay and then she looked and she saw and mm-hmm. Zach and Taylor were in the other room and she <laughs> she screamed <laughs> like I wish we had that scream on camera <laughs> on video on film because it was like a noise I've never heard before because she didn't want them to miss the bu- the birth. Yeah. And she was like, zag, and he, like, ran out with tallow. Oh, my gosh. And as he ran out, Oki came out. <gasps> and so he watched, you know, watched from the other side of the room and then, like,
0: obviously came closer as his body kind of slipped out. Yeah. Oh, wow. And had your waters broken at this point?
1: Ah, uh, So, yeah, so, like, literally – like he crowned for a bit and then they popped and then yeah. I think his head came out. Yeah.
0: And how yeah. did you feel in that moment after just free birthing your child, trusting your intuition completely? Like what was that moment like for you?
1: Oh, like I I I, I was like yelling, I was talking to Haley as I was birthing him and I was like, Hayley, um, I was calling him a her. I was going, I was saying, "Haley, catch her, catch her," and she was like, "I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her, I'm gonna get her," and um because I was like on all fours, and so then she handed him through my legs, and I just like held him, and Zach and Talo were kneeling on the ground with me, and I was I'm, like gonna cry. Yeah, Um I was just like looking at Oki, and I was like, I, I think. I actually like we filmed our birth and we have it up on our YouTube channel, and I think you hear me say like, "Oh my God, we did it!"
0: Mm. Like
1: I'm just like staring at him and like looking at Zach and looking at Talo and then like looking at Haley and I'm like, I was just like, it wasn't shock. It it I guess yeah, it was just like this yeah. deep knowing mm-hmm. that this was how it was going to be. But then when you're like like sitting there and he was just like completely silent and his eyes were open he was looking around and then he just like fell onto my chest and just like fell asleep oh wow it was you know he was and you could tell like there was no worry of is he breathing like he was his body was moving his chest Mm -hmm. was moving and he was just like asleep on me and tallow's looking at him and he's got this like bewildered look in his eyes and Mm. it was just like otherworldly it was I I can't even describe
0: it it gives me goosebumps every time (laughs) Everyone. <laughs> so incredible. And how do you feel as a woman after that experience? Like, how did that change you?
1: Like, powerful beyond measure.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um,
1: it changed me in 100 million different ways again. Uh, and as each pregnancy, uh, each birth does, but it really solidified how powerful i am and we are as women
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how much i wanted i desire to be around birth and birthing women and pregnant women and just like that because it's like it's like a drug
0: yeah
1: like and that yeah. that high that you're on after you have your baby it is like no psychedelic i've ever taken mm-hmm. in my life could ever compare and i think that that was the biggest thing with this birth was I I was just like I just need to be around birthing women and I need to help them see their power and I need to help women recognize that if this is the path they can see for themselves mm-hmm. walking away like having an unmedical unmedicalized pregnancy and birth that like I can help them with that yeah. because I know I, I've like experienced firsthand
0: the power in it yeah what is the process after you've just rebirthed in the sense if you've got any tearing or anything along those lines what do you do to manage things like that
1: so he so we we quickly moved over to like we'd set up a little like there was the couch and then a single bed on the floor with Mm -hmm. like sheets that we didn't mind if they got blood on them and everything Mm -hmm. and um tallow fell asleep maybe 20 minutes after oki was born so we put him down And then we were kind of all on this little bed in the couch and it took about an hour, maybe just over an hour for the placenta to release. Mm -hmm. And so that came out and then um, I felt fine. I think I got up and had a shower eventually and then weed and it, like, stung a lot more than what I remembered my first weed with, Tat like, after having tallow. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wasn't worried, like everything felt fine. So yep. we went to bed and then the next day in the afternoon, I think I said like, or oh, like, Zach, can you, oh, it was before Haley left. So I think I said like, hey, can you guys like have a look and see if anything has kind of happened, if mm-hmm. there's been any tears or anything. And so they had a look and there was like a slight, like, <laughs> I don't know if there's too much information, but like no. a slight, Gash, I guess like I don't really know how to explain it it wasn't very deep and it wasn't very big and Mm -hmm. it wasn't in a spot that would cause much alarm Mm -hmm. and so because actually um Zach's mum since having her own children has studied to become a midwife we and she lives across the other side of the country so we like (laughs) took a photo of the gash and sent it to her and said like you know this is how like Zach explained exactly like you know how many centimeters it might be and all that kind of stuff and she had just said like it'll it'll heal it's fine yeah um and so it was a bit painful for a few days, but literally three days after I gave birth, Zach checked again and it had like um, completely healed over, like not completely wow. healed, but healed over.
0: Well, there was something I read that said the tissue in your vagina is basically made to withstand the tearing Absolutely. during childbirth, yeah. so
1: it's literally to a degree, obviously, totally, totally. Like, if, yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah. It's
1: it's like so so normal, and I think mm. that was another thing um, that was something else that I had to work through in the pregnancy was because um, I had a little tear with tallow, and the midwife stitched me up at the apartment mm-hmm. and that was like pretty traumatic getting stitches in your vagina oh. you know an hour after you've given birth it was just like two stitches but it was pretty intense and I look back on that and I think like did I really have to get that done yeah could I have just left it if it was just me on my own I probably would have just
0: left it, left it. Yeah.
1: um and so it's just that thing of it, that's another story we've been told that like you have to get your vagina stitched up should it tear and it's not normal for it to tear and that's that's so far from of course there is time when medical assistance is needed
0: yeah um with tears in during birth Mm -hmm. but it it, yeah anyway yeah I feel you deeply on that so will you guys go back for another one do you think (laughs)
1: uh yeah we will yeah we will I think we'll leave the gap between like the age difference quite a bit, not quite a bit more, but I think we'd try again when Oki was three or four yeah. as opposed to two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Cause we've, you know, it's like, it's, it's pretty, it's, we've had a, we've had a pretty wild year yeah, <laughs> adjusting to two. It's been like so beautiful, but it has definitely been the most challenging year of my life. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Do you think there's anything you would do differently third time around?
1: I feel like what I want to call in for the third birth is like I think something that we haven't had in both of them is Mm -hmm. really um, and this is I guess more preparation for um, after the birth like for postpartum yeah is really having community in in driving or walking like five ten minute drive walking distance like having that around having people that are like friends and family that are dropping off food and taking your mm-hmm. kids and like that is what I want to bring onto the next birth yeah. because that is a community although we have such a we have such a beautiful community everyone's quite spread out you know mm-hmm. even Hayley who was there for Oki's birth who has been like a rock this year lives um now lives an hour and a half, hour and a half away from us and so she can't just drop in
0: mm-hmm. and
1: hold hold Okie, or whatever it is yeah I think that really like that's what I want to hone in on um and yeah like I definitely have visions of like more more so just like do I want to birth in the water do I want it do I want to birth in the morning as opposed to the night because I've birthed both the boys at night Mm -hmm. um like more of those little details
0: yeah yeah beautiful yeah what key piece of advice would you give to any expectant mums out there oh (laughs) there's like so much I know
1: so much (laughs) Um, well I think I'm just going to take it back to the community aspect again because Mm -hmm. it really is so important Mm -hmm. and um, also um, you know that cliche of not like like of asking for help yeah over and over and over again because like what we forget is that everyone else you know, especially like the people that are closest to us, like they wanna help us and they wanna make it easier, but they're also in their own worlds and they're mm-hmm. also also in their own their own lives, whatever they've got a million other things going on. Mm-hmm. And so they forget and mm-hmm. they or they see us being amazing mothers and, and parents and they don't see what happens behind closed doors when things are really hard? So they just assume everything's fine, yeah. and like it's okay to remind them that you that you need them and you need help. Like, yeah. you know, we've we've lived with my mother the, the vast majority of this year, and it has only been when I've literally broken down in tears in front of her, saying that it's so it's too it's it's too hard in this moment to to be a mother and to be a parent that she is really seen me and mm-hmm. seen how how like what's going on and being like, whoa. Yeah. And then we'll take our three year old for the day or take Oki while I shower or make us all dinner and then, you know, let us know that she's cooked for us. Like it's so important to let people um like let people in and show people that like it's even though we get to be amazing mothers and we get to in love and enjoy motherhood, we also have those really friggin' hard Mm -hmm. moments and days where it literally feels like, I mean, for me at least over the past year, literally feels like the world is ending. And all it takes is, you know, for you to reach out say reach something yeah mm. reach out and and then all of a sudden you know like like with me and my mum and mm-hmm. all I've ever heard from her is how like easy it was with the kids but she wished she had more help because it was yeah like yeah. you know this whole story but then I like break down and cry in front of her and she's like oh I just I remember how hard, and she starts bringing up these stories and I'm like I never know I never knew that yeah I never knew you know and the same way that she looks at me and she thinks that I'm so strong and that I've got it down packed and that i love being a mom every single minute of every single day and that's mm. like that is the truth but it's just not the reality every single in every yeah, moment
0: of course you know you said earlier that you want to surround yourself with birthing women are you thinking about going down a path like that
1: i feel like sharing um feel like that is the you know a huge part of it and what i've been doing over the past mm-hmm. um yeah and i've you know also we've been kind of surrounded with some beautiful friends that, uh, found out they, they were pregnant after Oki was born and then have decided, like one of my good friends is will give birth in January and she's had a completely wild pregnancy and will free birth her, her baby. And mm-hmm. so it's been so nice to be around a couple of women like that. Um, I don't really know. It's not like I'm going to, I like, it's not like I'm going to be a doula or anything like that. Yeah. Um, just like very unofficial and very mm-hmm. much just like you know, as we grow more community and as as more yeah. of our friends and stuff start having more babies and whatever, because all of our friends that we have now have children, mm-hmm. um, just like being there for them and holding them through it and bringing mm-hmm. them food and being that the person that I've really needed this year.
0: Yeah well natalie thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your incredible journey and all your knowledge with us i'm such a big fan of yours and the message that you send and it's truly a privilege to have you on
1: oh well, thank you so much for having having me i'm so so happy that we finally made time to do it for we those did it. <laughs> listening we've, yeah <laughs> we've been on we've been on a journey or well, i've been on a journey yeah. trying to
0: find time so i'm very grateful That brings us to the end of today's show, guys. I hope you feel inspired by Natalie's journey. And although free birthing is not for everyone, I think these types of stories reiterate time and time again just how capable our bodies and us as women are are to birth our babies. The tips shared by Natalie to dispel any outside negative influences can be used as a tool for any journey to help you differ between your own fears and that that are projected onto you. If you're interested in watching Natalie's birth video, check out our Instagram page for the link. I hope you guys have a beautiful week and I'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.